Hello, it's John Ellington with Living Discipleship Ministries, and welcome back to our podcast. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far, and again, we're always open to suggestions and comments. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Living Discipleship Ministries. Uh, feel free to go through our page, check out some of our church activities and our previous sermons, and you can always send us a message there if you have any comments or questions or any topics you'd like to see discussed on the show here. Um, this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about being offended. Um, we kind of talked a little bit uh, last episode about how we're supposed to handle conflicts with one another as Christians, uh, whether it be in the workplace or in the church or from one part of the church to another church. Um, you know, there's a certain way these are supposed to be handled, and, you know, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all with the same goal. And, we you know, as we've talked before, evil tries to come in anywhere it can. Um, and evil loves lies and dissension and deceit and iniquities and, you know, any little hole. Uh, depression, anger, uh, you know, just self-doubt. All of these things are avenues that evil uses to infiltrate our mind and body and try to lead us away from Christ and cause us to lose faith. Um, we're going to go over a few scriptures here today, um, but I want to start off with this topic here. It says, to be offended, we must value the opinion of the oppressor. And the oppressor is generally evil. So, you know, the old saying, in order for me to, you know, to worry what your opinion is, I must first value your opinion. So my question I pose to you is, um, why do we value the opinion of the oppressor uh, when we should be valuing the opinion of God? So, you know, if you know you're living by Scripture and you know you're doing the works as God would have you to do, then why do you worry about someone who comes against you? You know, those that are going to, point out your weaknesses and your past mistakes or your current mistakes and those that no matter what you do are going to have something to say, you know, again, that's evil trying to infiltrate you as a Christian, trying to drive that wedge in, trying to stop you because we know what kind of power and authority we have working under Jesus Christ. And the evil also knows what kind of power and authority we have, you know, being covered by the blood of Jesus. And they're going to try to put a stop to that. Because if you're, you know, smart and intelligent and not afraid to go out into the world and profess the gospel, then evil also knows that if they can turn you the other way, you're going to be just as powerful, you know, spreading the word for them, even though it's a futile effort because it's already been defeated. But those are the kinds of tricks and deception that... that Satan will use to get in you. Satan lies. The oppressor lies. You know, people oppress others out of jealousy, out of anger, you know, out of, you know, their own self-doubt and their own self-weakness and the fact, you know, that maybe they are consumed with evil and they haven't found Christ and so they're coming against something they don't even know about. Um, but just think about that, you know, when we're letting people get under our skin and bother us and we're worried what they say, you know, to be offended, we have to value the opinion of the oppressor. And my question is, why are we valuing the opinion of evil works of the world? Well, let's focus our, our uh, values on Jesus Christ, and let's let him in our life, and let's let him dictate how we're going to live and to what standard we have to live by. It's written in the Bible of what we need to do. So really, 
anyone else's opinion is really irrelevant because the only one we have to worry about is Christ. So with that being said, I'm going to get into to, uh, the book of Job here. And we're going to start out in chapter 1 and uh, verse 7. And this is going to explain the evil in the world. It says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Two things here. Um, number one, it shows here that Satan answered the Lord. So the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? So see, even Satan answers to the Lord. Even Satan fears the Lord because Satan knows that, that Jesus has defeated him. You know, he was cast out of heaven. Jesus overcomes all evil. He's overcome death. He's overcome the sin of the world for all of us. So, you know, when we talk about whose opinion we're going to value, listen, I said it before, it does not matter what the world calls you. What matters is, is Jesus calling you. That's what you need to focus on. Forget the world because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Second part of this, it tells you when, when Satan says, where was he? He from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. So Satan is wandering the earth at all times. Evil is wandering around the earth just looking for an opportunity to come in and to come in and cause problems for you, to cause problems in your life, to cause division in the church, to cause division and dissension among Christians, all of these things. So he is constantly roaming looking for that opportunity, trying to catch you at a weak moment when he can get in. We roll over now to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, To be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So there again, we're told by Scripture, your adversary... Your adversary, focus on that, adversary, he's against us. As a, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So he's walking around the earth, seeking out someone whom he may devour. He's trying to catch you at a moment of weakness. He's trying to catch you in a moment of anger. He's trying to catch you right after. brothers and sisters in Christ. He's constantly looking. So when we come under these attacks, like I said before, you know, as I know some people that had went to church and had a bad experience, you know, maybe one person spoke out of line. One person didn't understand how things were supposed to be. And old Satan got in their head and said, do you see that? That's what they do at church. They're, they're judging you. That's how it is. So he keeps them out of church so they never learn the truth. And there's, you know, one more victory for Satan. So we want to avoid that. We go now into Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to look at uh, verse 10 through 13, and I'm going to read number 16 as well. This tells us how to how to and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
So some of these people in high places that make these rules and, uh, you know, can pass worldly judgment on us are consumed with evil. Not everyone in a high place of power is, is consumed with Christ. Some of them are consumed with greed and, and evil from Satan. So we know that, uh, that that's going to happen on occasion, and we're going to fall victim to that. So we have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We have to value the opinion of the Lord, not of the oppressor. Tells us there. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may, ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the armor, the faith, the truth, the scripture. Put on all the armor. Stand with God so that we can resist the devil. So that we can be strong in our faith and not be consumed with this evil and hear these things that uh, the devil would want us to hear. Wherefore, in 13, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. We roll around to 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. All the fiery darts of the wicked. So take your faith with you. Pray. Be with God. When those darts come... The shield of faith will guard you from those darts, keep you strong, keep you where you need to be, let you know what's going on, keep your mind where it's centered on the Lord and not of the oppressor, and therefore no cracks come into the door, no avenues for him to get in. We'll go into uh, Matthew chapter 4 here, verses 1 through 10, this is uh, when Jesus was uh, led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And it's, we'll start at verse 3. It says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See? So there was the first tempt. And, and Christ answered with scripture. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So there's another time Christ stood up to Satan and said, Not today. Here It's written. Your word means nothing. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. See, Jesus knew who his father was. This devil doesn't have the authority to give me all these kingdoms. My father is the one that has authority to give all these kingdoms. See, so even the, even Satan obeys Christ. So, and he's the only one that's really going to come after you. And if he fears Christ and he obeys Christ, and you are of Christ, you have accepted him into your heart. He resides within you. All you got to do is keep your faith and know who your Savior is. And you are a, an extension of Christ. Christ lives within you. We are his body. We are the church. So Satan is not, I mean, we, we're not going to, we're going to be tempted. But we are able to resist Satan, see? So 
Jesus didn't care what old Satan said to him. He just answered back with scripture. Jesus doesn't care what he's doing because he knows we have authority over Satan. Yes, Satan roams the world. Yes, Satan does evil. There's evil in this world, and it's there. But even, you know, as we're seeing now, every bad thing, Jesus works for good. So there's good that can come out of every bad situation, you know. And so Satan is, does not have authority over us. Satan runs through the world lying and cheating and stealing and trying to devour. He's looking for somebody to devour. You know, he comes to... to to kill and destroy you know everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie much like the oppressors those people that come after you talking about you starting problems with you causing issues in your family and things that's a that's not of christ that's not a, that's not what christ says for us to do that is that, that's worldly stuff that's of the world that's from satan so why are we worried about what satan says to us we know what Christ says to us, and we know that Christ resides within us if we've accepted him and allowed him to. Now, he's not going to be there if we don't accept him. He's going to be standing there waiting, but you have to accept him. And once he's in you, Satan has no, no hold on you unless you open that door and let him in. This is why when you get depressed or you get angry, you need to take a deep breath, get in your scripture, remember that you are a child of the Most High God, Review what he would have you do and be strong in your faith. Pray for it. He tells us also to cast all our worries and anxieties upon him and he will give us rest. When those people come after you, don't worry about them. Give it to God. Pray for them. Pray for their heart to soften. Pray for them to see the light. Pray for them to not be confused and misled. You know, you know what you are. You know what you've done. You know who you're working for, so to speak, you know. You know that, that Christ is within you, so why do you have to fear? We go back over here to 1 Peter again, uh, 5 and 8. I want to tell you something, and this was brought to my attention here recently, um, and I thought it was a good point, and I'd never really thought about it this way, because we're often deceived by what uh, power we think the devil possesses. See, you want to go into 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary is the devil as a roaring lion. So a lot of people miss the as part and think, Oh, well, he comes through like a roaring lion. You know, and, and a, a good friend of mine, a strong man of Christ, Reuben, that's in our church, he, he brought this to my attention, you know, and he was given testimony before, and it says, you know, the, the devil comes in as a roaring lion. He said, I've never seen that attack. He said, I've never seen a roaring lion come through the door and attack. You know, when evil, if evil come in roaring and making noise, it'd be easy to spot, and it'd be easy to, to recognize and overcome. It wouldn't be able to sneak into the cracks of our mind and our self-doubt and self-worth and cause us to be angry and depressed and to to lose faith because if evil easily identified itself it'd be easy to spot and defeat you know but we don't always see it coming in so it's as a roaring lion you know we think the devil's got power the devil has no power or authority the devil was cast out of heaven all his friends were cast out of heaven he roams the earth looking for the weak and i mean he has no benefit 
He doesn't enjoy anything. He, his whole life is miserable. He's trying to run around and cause problems and cause anger and cause war and cause people not to have faith. I mean, he's represented by the serpent. And it says back early on in Genesis that man will stomp his head and the serpent would strike man's heel. Now, let's explain. You know, God put the, put the serpent in his place a long time ago. You're going to strike my heel, which is a very tough part of my foot, real thick skin. Not, I mean, all parts of the body are vital. We talked about that before, but let's face it. If the heel has a, a injury from a snake bite, it's not the end of the world. We're going to be sore and limping for a few days, and then we're going to be better. But the serpent crosses man, and we identify the serpent. We stomp his head. That's where his brain is. That's where his mouth is. That's where he takes food. That's where he talks. Everything revolves around his head. And, and God set it into place early on. Man will stomp your head and, and you will strike his heel. So when you're working for the Almighty God, a strike on the heel, you know, we may suffer a loss. We may suffer some trouble, but we are working for God. God is within us and he is way better and greater than what's in this world and he is certainly better than Satan. He's already defeated him. So he was put in his place a long time ago. He does not have the power of a roaring lion. He comes in as a roaring lion. It's all a big facade. The scripture also tells us that even demons tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. So you pray against that evil coming in and you pray in the name of Jesus and even the demons tremble when you start talking about Jesus Christ. They shake in their boots and they run off because they know the power of Jesus far outweighs the power of Satan. They know this. So there's no reason to fear. You know, evil can cause bad things, but only if we allow it. Only if we value the opinion of the oppressor. Only if we listen to that devil when he gets in our head and we lose focus on Christ. Just like we talked with Peter in the boat. When Peter kept his eyes on Christ, he was walking on the water. When he turned away from Christ and focused on the storm, he began to sink. If you focus on the oppressor, if you focus on the evil thoughts and, and trains that are coming in your head, you're going to lose, fo lose focus on Jesus and you are going to start to sink. And you are going to get in that hole until you realize, I need to be faithful. I need to be strong. Look who, I, look who resides within me. I have forgotten that I'm a child of God, and it's time that I stand up in the name of Jesus and overcome this. You know, that's what we, we so easily, we're doing a study on Job right now in our weekly Bible study. And Job's the same way. Job had a good life and a lot of riches and a big family, and then evil comes and, and, and tests, and then he's totally detesting everything. I wish I was never born. I wish you would just take my life. All of the good that he had, he starts forgetting. And it's because he's human, as we are. And it's easy for us when, when, when evil strikes, it's easy for us to be discouraged. And we have to encourage one another, which is why it's important to have faithful brothers and sisters in Christ that you congregate with so we can fight as one body. One body, not individual one body and when one part of the body suffers the rest of the body suffers and we work together to overcome and when we overcome and we're celebrating the entire body celebrates and we celebrate against evil and we celebrate against satan and that's what we need to do um i'm going to give you a couple of more verses here talking about um when um, um the devil comes as a roaring lion we'll get into amos chapter 3 verse 8 the lion hath roared, who will not fear? 
the Lord God hath spoken, who can but prophesy? See, it refers to God as the lion, and the lion hath roared, God hath spoken. So see, God has the power of the lion. God is the lion. Joel chapter 3 verse 16. The Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. See, the Lord again shall roar at like out of Zion and utter his voice. It doesn't say he's going to roar as a lion. It doesn't say he's going to run around like a lion. It basically says he's roaring. He is the Lord. The earth will shake when his voice appears. And then we find in here, Satan comes in as a roaring lion, which means he's putting up a facade. He's trying to scare you. He comes in with a, a light show and a fright fest. But if you mention the name Jesus Christ, he shakes in his boots and runs away. But you can't just say, oh, Jesus, help me. You got to be strong in your faith. First Peter chapter five, verse eight, you put on that shield that protects you from them darts. And when you profess the name of Jesus, you profess it with authority and boldness and say, Satan, you will not get me today. In the name of Jesus, I am protected. I'm a child of God and you need to step away. Just like Jesus told Satan in Matthew. He said, go hence, Satan, get away. That's who you're working for. And that's what goes on. You have that authority, you have that power, and you have Christ within you and all surrounding you, and all you got to do is make use of that power, and you will overcome evil. You will overcome self-doubt. You will overcome depression. You will overcome those who form against you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper, because he that is within me is greater than he that is in the world. So let them fools congregate. Let them run their mouth all they want to. Because you are a child of God, and you are protected, and he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And don't lose sight of that. Let's, next time evil strikes, next time depression comes, next time we have a bad day, let's take a moment and realize that we are a child of God. We have the power and authority of Jesus Christ within us, and we can, we will, and he has overcome the minuscule, weak powers of Satan. Let's keep this thing in perspective, y'all. Thank you for joining us here today. We're going to have another series starting soon. Uh, please uh, tell your friends and neighbors, your church, share this podcast as often as possible if you like what you hear. The goal of this is to get the word of Jesus Christ into as many ears as possible. Thank you again for your time. Don't forget to find us on Facebook at Living Discipleship Ministries. Be blessed, and we'll see you next time.